Hey there, adventurers. This is Rich. Now, you've been following along. You might remember last episode, I kind of gave a little bit of a warning about some of our villains being bad people, and bad people are going to do bad things. And and maybe you listen to that episode, and you said to yourself, you know, it's not that bad. Those are crazy cultists. It's pretty much normal D&D stuff. Well, um, we're kind of going to get out of the weeds a little bit here, and if that episode didn't bother you, this one might. It's about to get pretty dark and gritty here, so just be warned again and I mention it mainly because I think I may have triggered a few of our, our cast members during the recording of this episode. In fact, what I had planned went very differently. Uh, but as I may have said before, I'm a big fan of letting the characters drive the story when they're ready to do so. And they did in this case. And I didn't want to get in the way of them telling the stories of their characters and from their point of view. So that's what's going to happen. So just be ready and be warned. Uh, this episode gets a little dark. Uh, but judge for yourself. Here it comes. This is the Adventurer's Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventurersvault.com, for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open the Adventurer's Vault. So here you are, middle of the ritual field, pentagram on the ground, ten cultists lying dead at your feet. The priestess still in the middle, Alder standing next to the, uh, for lack of a better phrase, let's call it like a wall of force, with his sword up against the tip, waiting for the, the waiting for it to drop so he can just go in. No, I mean I'm pressing against it, yeah. like trying to trying to see if you can just will your yeah, way through just, it. Just she has her hands in the air, and the n- negative energy seems to be reacting to her command. Now you do notice that the the wind that was bringing more negative energy in has stopped, it is no longer doing that. But she is drawing that negative energy into her uh, as though she has some nefarious plan. She stops and slowly turns towards you. You guys have all kind of migrated over this side of the battlefield. And she is seething. You can see just the hatred in her eyes as she looks over all of you. Uh, now, Alder, you're right next to her. Haytham's kind of uh, right behind Alder. And Father Becker is just over here off to the side. And uh, Shireen is a little further back. Uh, Father Becker, you, um, you'd you cast a few spells, and she looks over at you, and she starts to point and weave negative energy your direction, uh, as though she she wants to take out a powerful spellcaster first. Huh. Me? Well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything particular you want to do this? It looks like it's not going to happen instantaneously. I will grab the uh, child in front of me and hold it up <laughs> using it as a human shield. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do so, I get a negative hero point for that? Is <laughs> heroes to a cowardice per. I'd say you definitely get like DR5. Yeah, so. <laughs> He's got to provide partial cover, I think, at least. Um, gosh. Um, yeah, I'd like to do something. i got to be honest. I'm not thinking of anything immediately that I can do. Um, I mean, um, you, I don't know, cast guidance or something for your next action. Or, well, that's not uh, a terrible idea. If I get a free action out of the deal, sure, I'll yeah, cast I mean, guidance we're, on myself. We're kind of outside of initiative at the moment, but you have, you have time to do something like that. You know what? Um... How, actually, I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll look at my companions and who needs some healing. I can heal all of us for. Uh, um, I'm for only I'm only down seven. Wait, you have a 
Oh, right, because it didn't go off. You, you were close to nothing, right? Uh, no, I've got... I'm down 10. I'm actually at 17 of 26. Okay. <laughs> That's way better. I'm, I'm considerably better. I'll hold on to it. All right. I cast Guidance. Uh, you cast Guidance. Um, Quick, keep talking. Keep the GM confused so he doesn't question that math. Do you, do you make a prayer at all for them? Yes. Oh, great. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, great God. I'm about to suffer. P- please help me. Please. Um, yeah, you know, the guidance goes off as normal. Um, something odd happens. Hmm. The, she is, like I said, gathering up this force. She's weaving it in her arms as, uh, you know, some swirling motions as she is getting ready to do something really terrible to you. Mm-hmm. And um, you you take an exorbitant amount of time to cast guidance, but you know yeah. as you do you you read you look up you pray to your God uh, you cast the spell, and uh, as you look back up to her to get ready for the whammy to come, uh, her eyes have gone super wide, um, you know in shock in horror, and she takes the the whammy that she has gathered up and she shoots it into the ground at her feet, just mm. blasts it below her falls to her knees. And looks directly at Father Becker. She holds her, raises her hands back into the air with fists. But this time, instead of anger, you you hear exultation in her in her voice. She is excited. And she's like, "The prophecy! It is true. The chosen one has arrived. Everything is set in motion. Uh, please, please, please take this offering so that I may serve in the afterlife." And she reaches down and pulls her ceremonial dagger out of her waistband and reaches up and slits her own throat. As she lies there with blood just rushing out, like almost amazingly so, like more than even that wound should have have done. The blood is just pouring out of her and she gurgles and gasps and she's like, chosen one. And and she points not just at Father Becker, but your very obvious holy symbol. And then she collapses and dies at her feet. And the as soon as she does, the uh, force field around her is now gone. Well, that was weird. I glance around behind me. Like, is there somebody on my? Behind? There's no one. No one there. Nope, just you. Huh? Did she? What, what do you? What do you know about that? Just call you. I. She could not. There's no way she was referring to me. I, I, I'm no one's chosen. Well, I mean, I'm chosen of the one of the chosen of my great God. But but uh, I. There must be some sort of misunderstanding. I'm sure. I don't know. What she's referring to. I think this is mistaken identity. When she was pointing directly at my chest, she was probably... Bleeding Island. Probably some sort of, you know, negative energy sickness. She was probably hallucinating, is what I'm guessing. Well, she doesn't look entirely sane, but... uh, I mean, I would think that she's not sane. Look what she's in the midst of doing. (laughs) Surely there's, there's a, you know, cultists, you know? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> we'll hash that out later. Can't trust those guys. <laughs> Alder walks up to the nearest kid and mm. checks on him. Yes, good, yes. Um, okay, do you do you make any sort of particular check? I or? can, well, first I'll just, um, I'm going to do perception just to look, because they were mm. writhing before. He wants to see if they still are. Uh, they are. They do continue to writhe. It's less, less writhing and more like they're having a very... Uh, incredible seizure. They really yeah. are. I'll try a medicine check. Go ahead. A uh, 20, actually. Something is wrong with them. This much is very obvious. Uh, you think, uh, with your medicine check, you're pretty certain that they've been poisoned, 
but you don't think that that uh, explains all of their symptoms. The the seizing, uh, the eye rolling. You think these are probably some uh, you know reactions to a, to a poison uh, because they are com- pretty much unresponsive. They don't respond to any stimuli. You know, you can shake them, you can move them, and they don't respond to you. They just continue to ride. But there is more going on here that your medicine check quite doesn't. I'll, I'll relay that though, especially to Haytham, like. They've been poisoned. It's at least partially the problem. I hate them's vomiting at the moment. <laughs> that does. Like he, he had the shakes and then just kind of like dropped the sickle and just like just start throw up right it's, there on the floor. It's all right, lad. You did you did well. You did what was required today. Uh, I, I think my hands will ever stop shaking. I, it, um, wouldn't you? Oh God! Oh God! Is it, well, it's just the uh, quite a bit of blood in there. Oh, yes, great deal. I feel I'm, there is I a still be sick. You I, spilled quite a bit of it yourself. I, uh, that one slice that just went right across that one's midsection. I mean, get kind of wide. And you see his guts pretty much just fell out on the floor there. That sickle is an effective weapon. <laughs> you're, you're like a reaper. Yeah. Death. Oh, yeah. God. Yes. Quite the what else? Anything else you guys want to do? Uh, I'll, I'll, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Asherian. Asherian's going to be like snapping his jaw back in place, just kind of like, and then uh, he's gonna like, of course, try to walk over to the nearest child with uh, Alder. But as he gets kind of like halfway there, he just kind of falls on his face, like straight down, and then kind of like is resting on one arm and rolling himself back over. As you all see that, like now, all those cuts that he took just start reappearing very oh. rapidly. Are you conscious? I am conscious, but that hit like a goddamn truck. Oh. Dude, sit, sit down, Sheridan. You, you've done your part today. Oh, did, did you say that the children were poisoned? That appears to be part of it. Just all of you rest. Wouldn't that be standard operating procedure, though, for a cultist about to do sacrifices? You drug the, uh, you drug the the cultists so that, or the, drug the sacrifice so that they are more malleable when the time comes. How would you know that? <laughs> oh, <certainly. laughs> No particular reason, and you should address me che- as chosen one. No, I kid. I kid. Hey, check a, check your occultist uh, SOP. See what it says. All right, just a moment. Oh shit! That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. damn it. Almost reverently, like Alder is cutting their bonds, and like some of our teams kind of collapsing from exhaustion, just kind of leans them against a tree and is just well, is standing up on the lookout. As you do this, um, it occurs to you, and we'll, we'll say that you made some like continual medicine checks as you're just trying to check them out generally and figure out what's going on there. You're certain they're dying. And you don't think they're dying from the poison, but they're dying. You can, you can just sense it, that they are, their, their life force is slowly fading no, away. No, 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 but no. You, you've, you, I saw you earlier. You attempted to stabilize them, did you not? I tried. I wonder if actual healing would help. Um, I have one spell remaining. Um, I could try it. Mm-hmm. If you want. See see if you can get them all. Uh, if Gather them. T- let's get them away from this yeah. infernal. Yeah. We, we don't need to move the minis, but we'll, we'll you see. guys gather them somewhere. Yeah, well inside. outside of the thing. And then I will um, use the, uh, the, the all three actions of channel energy in order to. Oh, great. Oh, great God of mysteries. These children are dying and. Their fault. They don't deserve this. Please heal them. Please heal them quickly. Um, so your spell goes off. Uh, I'd say as normal, but it, it's a little more powerful. They, you got a. Uh, uh, what is your normal on the the, the three action casting? It should that? be just because it's just my ability modifier. It's just plus three. Right. Um, so let's say it doubled that to give them a. We give them each six. Oh, okay. It, it's not that it didn't take effect. It did seem to 
to give them some semblance of life back. But at that moment, they, you, you feel it just continue to, to drain away. It, it's like something was sucking their life force out still, and all you did was give them a temporary reprieve. You believe they have but moments. Is there, um, do they have anything like um, any runes inscribed upon them? Are they wearing any sort of jewelry, like an amulet or something like that? Um, they don't. They're, they're, they're dressed in uh, what you can say is like basic traveling clothes, maybe for a child. Asherian will use his cantrip, and considering he has uh, quick identification, he will very rapidly use detect magic on one of the children. Uh, you know, you don't, this is a weird one, because you don't detect magic per se, but you do check, uh, uh, sorry, you do detect the presence of negative energy. Hmm. You, you know, um, what else do we have? Anybody else want to, you guys have a cultist check. Right? Yeah, I mean. Go, yeah. Ahead, go ahead and make some of those. Um, 17. Mm, 11. Not, nothing worth speaking of. The cultists that you already killed, uh, you know, if you kind of check them over as well, it, it occurs to you that they were also dying more slowly than children, but they were dying. And it's not too big of a logical leap to think that, uh, you know, the, the swirling negative energy that you saw before, they were at the center of this. And that that alone, I mean, you've seen what this has done to animals, who even they absorb it slowly over time. Uh, you know, somebody just being infused with that much of it, it it's almost like radiation. Uh, you know, you, you may not die right away, but you're pretty much the clock is ticking at that point. Is there any chance, <clears throat> because uh, I, I've heard you mention that um, the, the, what she was chanting, it, it was almost bordered on the gobbledygook. It was, it didn't seem, you know, had all the trappings of, um, of this sort of ritual, but uh, perhaps um, just just the trappings and so my question is is it possible this was all a farce just for her to draw negative energy in from these people to sap the life force of the children and occultists themselves in order to give her power um you know that is a good supposition uh it sounds as good a theory as any i mean tell people hey i've got a ritual that will bring us power and glory ha 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 grab some children this is what you do because i'm a cultist leader ha ha come here everyone get around this circle get around me yes get closer and suddenly she's got what, there were 10, 15 people for whom it was life force she could draw in if they were all cooperating? Um, I mean, you don't know. Uh, it's as good. It sounds good. But you have, so far, none of the evidence you've uncovered, you know, leads you to either nor confirm nor deny such a... What do the children look like? I mean, they look like normal kids. I'm, like, kind of asking for a little bit of physical description for... Um, I mean, that we could describe them uh, differently because, they're. I mean, you have four... You know, still live children, although they're dying quickly. Uh, and just think of generic descriptions for, for kids that age. Nothing remarkable about them. They, they do, they don't look particularly healthy, but not particularly unhealthy as far as like their normal nature. They look a little poisoned and dying right now. Um, you notice they're wearing traveling clothes uh, and, you know, traveling boots. Uh, even though they're, you know, they're child size, they're neither fancy nor, um, you know, ragged either. Alder um, is, is a little panicky. He runs over to the outer edge. Like, this circle is made of rocks, right? Mm -hmm. He starts, like, just chucking rocks to break the circle. So he'll break, like, a little bit of the outer circle, then go into where, like, one of the lines of the star pentagram meets, break that up, and then stand right in the middle, and just he's just screaming at the sky. Give me a perception check. Good catch. 16. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, so you notice the the cultists, they got nothing. I mean, they're they're wearing robes, uh, sandals, ceremonial dagger. She was wearing nothing. Yeah. Um, but in the middle, down next to her feet, you guys are all a little too busy to notice it. But there's a book. Okay, I've played Call of Cthulhu. Don't read aloud from the book. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to come up and examine that book. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just as far as you can tell, it's just a book. I mean, like he, like I, I yell like, "Hey, there's a book!" But like, I'm ready to like chop that shit in half. I'd like to come up and take a look at it. Okay, um, and it's not a particularly thick book, although you know, in, in this age, all books are reasonably bulky. But uh, this isn't a big tome by any means. You know, there's probably maybe 20 pages of actual writing in it. Uh, other than that, it looks like a fairly normal book. It's it's a uh, you know, the spellcasters, you have like your traveling spell books that are made a little sturdier. This is kind of of that make. Uh, but that looks like a fairly normal book on the outside. No writings, no, uh, there's no so there's title. No title or anything? No. I'm going to reach down and pick it up and open right. it up to the first page and see what I see. Okay. Uh, so you do, you open it up on the inside and... Necro... Ne- ne- I can't read this. What's it say? Necro... There is a symbol on the first page. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um, an illumination, so to speak. And uh, does anybody have like, uh, what do we have? We don't have history anymore. What's the society? Or academia. Uh, actually, lore academia, I'll, I'll allow. Would society, you? I'll allow. All right, cool. I also have. Yeah, fuck my life with these nine ones. Religion? Oh, that's a nine. Could I make both? Um, I have society. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. six. Just as a background religion thing for any. No. Um, you know what? Sure. I'll allow a religion here. Shit. 20. Ooh. Okay, you definitely. Alder, what, what's your plus? I know you rolled a one. <laughs> I got a four. I got a four on society. You, you particularly are going to have a bonus on this check. So you don't get it, but like the moment that Father Becker says it, you're like, yeah. oh shit, he's right. Um, so you didn't get the check, but the moment he says it, um, you realize that that is the royal symbol for uh, the Lich Gilgamark. That is. Well, the Lich's own books, eh? Hmm. Huh. Uh, so hmm. there's nothing else on the first page. So like the inside cover, there's nothing but that very first that, page. That's all that's there. That must be destroyed. I, I don't disagree, but if there's a... If, as much as I hate to do it, I think we ought to see if there maybe is something inside that could help save these children. I'm willing to look at the yeah. next page. A, I mean, nothing happens when right. you open the first page. I mean, there's no... You don't even feel anything. Uh, Asherian, you want to throw out a deck magic on that? Uh, no, be I was going to say in the background yeah. thing for no. a reason why I would not be be doing this is because Shirin would be in the background frequently trying to help the children some way, like medicine checks, like trying to snap them out of it, doing whatever he can. At this point, he's just kind of panicking. Uh, I mean, sure, you can absolutely be doing that, but nothing seems to be helping. Yeah, I'll Deal. flip to the second page. Uh, okay, who is with Father Becker? I'm with Father Becker. You're with Father Becker. I think since I oh. already rolled to recognize Everyone the book, is, I'm with Father Becker. Uh, that is fine. It's okay. It's it's actually Mad Libs. So, <laughs> um, so on the, uh, starting on the second page, there is a lot of writing. Um, you know, in most books, they're they're very you know there's obvious there's margins there. Like uh, this book kind of has that, but it, it it's not it's very chaotic. You know, the, nobody was paying attention to where the margin lines were, so the lines aren't straight. Uh, you know, they, they don't line up very well. But at the same time, it's still fairly legible. 
you know, as you're reading along, yeah, most of it is written in Fridian, which is common. So everybody speaks it. But once again, this is the older dialect. So think like Old English. So you understand it, but, you know, the structure is just a little different at times. You also notice that there are just sections and pieces that are written in celestial and infernal and not necessarily apart. So there will be like random words in, in, in one language or another, sometimes a sentence. Uh, there seems to be no real pattern in it. And some of the sentences are complete gibberish. Like you recognize the words, but they don't make any sense together. You know, it, it'll say things like uh, the large tree reaches the sky and the sky bows down before it. Uh, and the earth is rent asunder. Uh, you know, it's just random stuff like this that doesn't make com- make complete sense, although you can read it. Father, had you all the time in the world, you would sacrifice everything and not understand this evil tone. We must destroy it. Do we have any sense that it is linked to their condition? Clearly. I don't so have detect magic. You, on the first page, like I said, you read down through it. You can piece together. There is some information here. It's not... Like I said, there's a lot of gibberish. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But you do note that this book claims to be written by a prophet of Gilgamark. Hmm. And he claims that he knows the secret of bringing Gilgamark back. Huh. Uh, does, here's the question. Do, am I, and what am I getting from this appear to be magical writing, like, like no. incantations or anything like that, or it's just a mad diary kind of thing? It's just scribblings of a madman. This this seems to be more scribblings of a madman okay. kind of thing. I'm not noticing like incantations or formula or anything like that. Not on page or, one. Okay. Um, let's turn and see what's on the second page. Uh, pay, you know, if you continue on, um, more of the, the same. Uh, you can piece together a little more of the story. Once again, this prophet is claiming that he knows the way to bring back Gilgamark and that the negative energy that blanketed uh, Faradon wasn't just normal negative energy. That was actually the soul of Gilgamark. He believes it was dispersed across the land and that if it can be reformed, the lich can be reformed. And he claims to know the secret rituals that will allow this to happen. That's what you're seeing, um, you know, right there on page two and three. He also claims that several things have to happen in order for this to be able to happen. Uh, a certain amount of time has to happen. These rituals have to be performed. And there are 13 locations, he calls them focal points, in which these rituals can be reformed, in which you can try to gather Gilgamark's soul back together. But none of this will succeed until the Chosen One arrives. Are there any locations given for those, for those uh, focal points? Would you like to read on? What are the condition of the kids? Have they expired? They have not yet. I mean, you have minutes probably at least, maybe a little more. I mean, it's hard to say. And this reading is going very quickly. These, uh, these, you know, this is not small, small print. Uh, you know, so you can you're skimming through it pretty quickly. And seconds have passed here. I mean, do we have any other leads? If not, let's read on. So um, the next. Um, page describes the 13 locations, gives them um, some, something of a detailed location. But uh, once again, the details are written by a madman, so they don't always make sense. But you're pretty certain three of them are the three Gosal Towers that you have been so. You have been to. Mm-hmm. The, they, they, it seems to match. Trying to commit to memory any of the others that, that are listed there. You can. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit down and memorize, but 
just trying. They're, to... they're pretty basic. The only reason you really recognize those three is because the landmarks that he he references, and you're like, all right, we've we've seen that. Um, mm-hmm. So the rest of them are a little more vague because you have no frame of reference, but they're they're there. But he specifically says that the ritual should not be performed until the new god arrives and his chosen one is found. And he never refers to the god by name, but everywhere instead of where that like a name would be, there is a symbol. And every one of you has seen that symbol no. hanging around Father Becker's neck. If you glance over, it's I, I've tucked it in my robe. I'm like, we'll deal with that later. We must save these kids. Right, Continue right. flipping through the book, looking for any sort of anything that might help with the kids. Um, you know, the rest of the book pretty much details the ritual that you need to perform at these focal points. And if you read through it, um, I mean, you're, it's the ritual you guys just witnessed almost to a T. It explains how, you know, what, what you say and what you do. And um, that, you know, essentially there's a point in the ritual where they have to uh, kill an innocent. That's the, the word they always use. It never says child. It always says innocent. And uh, that will power the ritual. And after five cycles of the ritual have been performed and enough energy has been drawn in it should empower the focal point is what is what it says now one interesting thing you do get because there are things written in the margin at points in time like notes and add-ons and uh, one of the notes that um, that you come across references uh, the new god the one that uh, you're strangely familiar with uh, or maybe so you uh, notice that the the prophet points out that the new God is a good God who is going to inadvertently help bring about the return of Gilgamesh. He will attempt to stop it, but his attempts will uh, accidentally be the catalyst they need. Well, prophets are often wrong. Lots of things are said in prophecy. I can't swing a cat in some places without hitting a prophecy that's incorrect. The children, Father. We're flipping through. Yes, yes, we're looking. So if, you, if you're looking in the ritual section, and once again, the, the ritual takes up a, pretty much the last half of the book. Uh, it, it details it out, and it, the detail is painstakingly terrible to read because it's, a lot of it's gibberish. Um, but towards the end of it, you do realize that it specifically says the ritual is going to kill everybody in the ritual. You will all die. And of course, it phrases it for the good of Gilgamesh and, you know, for your your sacrifices, you will be brought back and serve him in the afterlife, yada, yada, yada. Um, But anybody exposed to that much of his soul, once again, they never call it negative energy. They always refer to it as his soul. Uh, But anybody exposed to that much of his soul, it's it's a death sentence, whether they die immediately or not. But it does not list a way a way to cure it. They 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 preface it as a good thing. You know, dying in this manner, you are adding your soul to his. I, uh, and there's no okay, and and there's nothing that says. And also, here's how to reverse it. There is not. I uh, I have, I don't, and I don't know enough about these rituals to know if there's any way to reverse it. Clearly, the book doesn't have any any information. Uh, Hatham, um, you want to give me some knowledge checks here? Sure. Uh, uh, we need. I got Laura Academia. 
Uh, give me an Arcana and a Lore Academia here. Okay, Arcana first. And if anybody has any of these, uh, you can roll them as well. That'd be a 22 for Arcana and for Lore Academia. Mm. Uh, that'd be a 12. Nope. <laughs> that'd be a 14. You know, um, while although this is a divine ritual instead of an arcane one, there are a lot of similarities. You know, ri- rituals, uh, the different magics, there, there are things that cross over. And you are aware that there are a lot of very dangerous arcane rituals. And I say dangerous for the people performing them because sometimes the the power is so much that if they're not able to wield it it'll kill them it's just too much there are those kind of inherent dangers here so this kind of makes a little bit of sense to you that if they're wielding powers way beyond what they're capable of wielding that you know the, the fact that it's going to have that kind of a negative impact you've heard of this happening there are arcane there are stories you know and you're you know, when, when you were taking your classes, they everybody has this horror story about they knew a guy who knew a guy, and you know these kids went out and they tried to cast this ritual they weren't ready for, and three of them died. Uh, you know, the, this this makes sense to you, but unfortunately, you also know that once once that's happened, there you know there's there's not a lot you can do. You know, it, it's kind of surprising they're not dead yet, but it you know well, the damage is done. You, you think that's possible. Do we think that their deaths will contribute towards this um, amassing of negative energy? No, you think the the ritual is over. You you it's it's calm. Um, the ritual wasn't complete. Uh, you know what? Just kind of your glance through there. They had completed the first pass through the ritual and were working on the second. And there were five total. And you believe you disrupted it before the second one was finished. Don't know if there's anything else we I'll, can do. Oliver doesn't know what else to do. He just starts chopping the book into pieces in rage. Um. Look, Alder, I, I, I agree that this book is vile, but it might provide some clues as far as what we can do to stop this sort of thing from happening in the future. It will you only provide stop. death. It, you, you need to stop it. If we, This could be going on in other places. You're, you're, it is going on in other places. Well, then how are we able to find those places if we don't have some guidance to this and maybe additional research we can do to try to stop it? This isn't the answer to you're our not, problems. You are ca- you are helping the cause of these people. Oh, I would be careful them. who you throw that accusation against oh. since it's your God who's in the book. Oh, shut up, Alder. You, you shut up. You ass. The fact of the matter I hate is you. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to assist here and I will physically try to get the book away that he stops chopping it. For God's sakes, when in the past has squelching knowledge ever saved things? It doesn't. It when that knowledge was used to murder children mm-hmm. for generations. So all this lost knowledge that came about when the when the when the lich died all those years ago, and people know nothing about it now, and they can't guard against it. You're helping that. He just sneers. I think I think we should. I think we should destroy the book. I. Why? We should take down the information, the locations of these focal points. But is it, now, who knows whose sure. hands this could come into? Hatham, you... I could... One of... All of us almost died several times this bloody week. I, I, don't have I, a, I don't have a problem with that. If we want to take the knowledge and then get rid of the vile book later, sure, absolutely. You know, maybe it's cursed in some manner. But at least as far as getting the information about where these other locations might be and so forth, so we can try to make sure this doesn't occur. You've got five minutes. Oh, for five and Alder turns his back. I can copy a map in five minutes, I assure you. I'll keep calm. I'll have a steady hand in the bottom. <laughs> so does Hatham begin uh, making copies? Uh, of the of the like tower locator. You You're know, getting the 13 locations. Yeah, specifically that's the main thing. 
hate them once to get. Okay. The the other thing I might mention is that if there are some it doesn't have to be a prescription for the ritual, but if there are some details of the ritual that might allow them to be more easily disrupted, that might be useful as well. Yes, it's hints and clues, not not directions. I I understand. Ugh. All right, you you are easily able to start copying information down. I mean, and once again, with your knowledge, you know that there is nothing inherently magical about the book. You know, you 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 gave it a good look over. If there was magic in the book itself, you think you would have noticed it. Uh, now, obviously, this is you know, there's a magical ritual as outlined here, but the book itself doesn't do anything. Can I try and encode some of the more sensitive parts in an actual like cipher? You know, once again, so there is, it's very wordy when they describe the ritual, but even you notice very quickly that the ritual is basic. Like when you saw it before, this is, this is ritual 101. Now the, the, the madman gibberish took 10 pages to explain it, but when you kind of just ignore all the gibberish and, and crap that's, that's in there with it, this is a very simple ritual with just a couple of steps. Uh, you know, you, even you notice this very quickly and from what you saw, uh, there was nothing outside of uh, what you already saw that that was really in there. Other than, um, you know, it does give you uh, the the gibberish that you heard that she was speaking. Uh, it wasn't really gibberish now that you, you know, you see it. Um, it was just some sort of a combination of Fridian and Infernal. It was interspersing words back and forth. Uh, but it's a simple phrase. There wasn't, it wasn't much to it. Um, and... You know, all they're all it's really saying the best translation you you can come up with um, is that uh, the darkness will resurrect. Pretty much what she's saying. She's just saying it over and over again. And but other than that, the ritual is really easy. You you make a, a pentagram. You, you should use it out of material uh, found at the location, and that you chant this over and over again. And the ritual leader in the beginning, she says it. They call it back, and it'll gather negative energy. And when the negative energy, enough of it is gathered, uh, as much as she feels there, there whoever in the, uh, is leading can control, you make a sacrifice and it will infuse the focus area with that negative energy. And you do this five times and that area will be focused. So the, the person performing the ritual is the focus, not necessarily a, a book itself. She, there's actually the, so the person in the middle is actually the only one really performing the ritual. All the magic happens there. The rest on the outside, the only real purpose that they have is to make the sacrifice of the innocent. It does say that. Um, the the ritual callback is just kind of something they were doing. But th this ritual doesn't say it's required. And once again, this is a very simple ritual. You, you know that this is how this works. Uh, but once again, it should not be able to wield that kind of power. But it did. You witnessed it. Right, I suppose I have time to spare. It's a pretty simple ritual. Holder, if you wish to use the remaining time to hack this Pass the thing to bits. I don't blame you for a moment. Allers has like started a fire while he's doing that, oh, and then literally fine. chops it fine. and starts putting the pieces in. Uh, and nothing slows you down. Uh, once again, the book is fairly mundane, although it's sturdy. But it you you happen to hack it up and light on fire. When he's finished, like he throws his sword in the ground, so it kind of like digs in, takes his jacket off, grabs a shovel, and starts digging. And unfortunately, over the course of about the next 10 minutes, one by one, the children all expire. 
for what it's worth during the, the time that that's I'll do everything to try to make him as comfortable as possible. I mean, say soothing words, that sort of thing, even if they can't hear it. Yeah. They, they, you know, they're not there. Uh, there is still life in the body, but much like, uh, you know, someone who is completely out of it and, you know, is gone, the, the mind has gone before the body, but it doesn't take very long before the body to catch up. And unfortunately they, they are gone. Ashirian, after trying to save these kids, just kind of, because I'm assuming you went over there saying that you were saying soothing things to them, trying to at least calm them in some way. You, you kind of see that he just kind of drops to his knees and is kind of laying there staring at the one right in front of him. Alder is digging graves. Becker. Hmm. I try. I always try. But nobody lives. Nobody. This one wasn't your fault. None of the others. I mean, I don't know. This is something. You did your best. Everyone here did. Hmm. Atham? May I have a word? Yes. Of course. Just step away a little bit from where the digging is taking place. Not sure that um, my suggestion would go over too well, but it occurs to me that there is a lot of negative energy that has been dispersed in this area. I'm sure the last thing in the world we want is for some children to come back as undead. Do you think we ought to try to do something with corpses? Oh, God. Yes. Do you feel like making that suggestion? Oh. The feeling my credibility is not what it once was. Oh. I see I see your point. Uh, I think my hands are starting to shake again, but I my I suppose I, I must. My inclination is that we probably ought to burn the bodies as well as scatter the bones or bury the bones separately or something. Yes. Prevent them from repeating what we saw at the previous tower. That would that would be much more unpleasant to fight. I have a feeling children again in death. I think. Um, Same with the cultists, obviously. So while this is going on, um, you know there are bodies of dead cultists out there as well. Oh, shit. And. <laughs> So as you're, you know, you haven't really paid them much attention. Not that you're completely without notice, but now you notice something odd about them. Uh, the bodies aren't necessarily decomposing, but they're breaking up. Uh, they're starting to disappear. Not, you know, um, not ghostly, but pieces of them are kind of just flaking off and going away. Uh, you know, it's very much the... Um, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark moment, you know, where they, they kind of uh, start to, to go away. Uh, it's just not quite as quickly, but now you notice that that is happening. Uh, would you guys like, would you like to inspect a little further? Uh, yep. Can I like grab a stick out of the fire and a little bit of oil and just douse one in one of the cultists and just light it, try and burn away what's still there? Um, I mean, you, you can. I mean, they're, they're, it's not, you know, bodies aren't particularly flammable. you got to get them pretty good and yeah. warm. 
Um, not that I've ever burned a body before, but uh, <laughs> it's a str- strange yeah, revelation. It, uh, yeah, 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 Chicago. It, it takes a, Say that again into the mic. It takes a fair amount of heat. I'm just saying, um, you know. So throwing a little oil on them, I mean, it's going to do some damage. But to. as far as like incinerating it, it's probably not quite enough. But you know, as you're up there, you realize that that is what's happening. Um, that these flakes that are are, are coming out are turning black and and kind of just drifting off of them. And as they make uh, hit, hit the ground, uh, you realize that it has turned into negative energy and is kind of dissipating down into the ground as the bodies just slowly disintegrate. That includes bones too, the hard, hard portions? If you were to watch long enough, you would see that that is the case. Not a, hasn't got quite down to the bones yet, but we'll um, give you a little bit of future information. So has the process begun with the children? Shortly after they die, yeah, they're... They, their process lags behind those of the cultists by 10 or 15 minutes. But that's going to happen before you can get graves dug. Hatham breathes a morbid sigh of relief that he doesn't have to suggest they burn the bodies of four children, five children. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the fifth children, the one that was already dead, the fifth one, his body actually is, you know, since he was kind of over on the other side, you didn't notice it as quickly. But by the time you start to investigate, uh, that child's body is almost completely gone. Like if you go over and you prod it at all, it almost collapses in on itself. I'm going to go on record and say I'm not poking the dead child corpse <laughs> with a stick or anything. Okay. Older, I think the um, I think the graves might not be so necessary at the moment. Even the forgotten deserve that. Right, well, you do what you feel you need to, I suppose. However long it takes Alder to get to like the six feet, and then he climbs out and starts putting all the dirt back in. Okay. And, uh, you know, however long that takes, and at the end, like, he'll get like a, a chunk of wood, kind of like scrape. Like, you know, you get like the, the bark off. Right. And then there's kind of the softer wood. He'll like scrape it where it's kind of flat and draw one line, two lines three, four, and then a fifth one through all four and jam it into the dirt. Okay. I So this, at this point in time, it is deep into the night because it takes quite a while to, to dig a grave. Not that I know, once again. <laughs> There's a lot of details you seem to be familiar with. Yeah, you know. After he's done, though, uh, Hatham pulls him aside and uh, Trust you feel a bit better now? No. Uh, not one bit. I, I had a feeling you might not. Um, <clears throat> I think I think I perhaps have to uh, talk to you about something. Um, I suppose I owe you uh, something. You know, I, I've found over the last uh, week or so, uh, you know, many, many uh, don't seem what they, uh, what they present themselves to be. And, uh, hmm. Seems to be a theme. Many, uh, many though. Uh, I mean, w- would you judge them by by their actions? Uh, in the end of the day, or do some uh, some not not what they think they are? Act unknowingly. I can only judge what I see. As can I, and I. I have I've seen you act bravely in that. Morally upright, and you, my friend, clearly a, a 
grieve greatly for for these innocents dead. I I feel like I have have to show you something, and don't don't be mad. I should have pro- probably showed you a, a couple of days ago, but I, I. Alder puts a hand on your shoulder. Is like, we can't be scared of the truth. I I found myself distrustful of you, and I feel horribly ashamed. But your your name, your family name. What what do you know of them? Uh. Well, we trace our an- history back to my ancestor, the Admiral. Beyond that, I know very little. Uh, most of what I know is from his journals and that of uh, his descendants. Perhaps, my friend, you'd like, like to know more. Uh, yes, if take, you know something. Take this and read it over for a moment. He, like, like looks at the hands of paper. I mean, there's, like, that printer was a pretty good stack of papers, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know how much of those he hands over. Uh, if anybody remembers, these were some of the papers you found in the last tower that detailed uh, different information about troop movements uh, back in the uh, Fridian Empire. Is, is it just the stuff that has... I won't bore him with the minutia. <laughs> uh, I mean, he'll like he'll read these over. And once again, there's not a lot of information other than uh, this officer with uh, the mm-hmm. same last name as, you, as, as Alder uh, served in the Fridian Empire... Uh, Apparently was stationed at the the central Gulsal Tower for some time. It appears to be a he rotated home. Uh, him and his unit rotated home for a rest period, uh, you know, refurbish, kind of refresh, and then was rotated back out. You know, uh, maybe six months later, um, but it doesn't say where they came from or where they went. And there are other names, but none of them are recognized. Once again, these were military documents, so it's just the pertinent information. Um, there's no anecdotal information there. Uh, do we get through the night okay? So eventually you guys are able to drift off to sleep and have an uneasy night's sleep. Uh, once again, you don't rest well, but uh, you know finally uh, the rest does take you. Uh, Alder, I believe you are staying up for a little time. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't think we totally pass out, but on Alder's watch for the night, like he's going to look to make sure the other three are asleep. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, really like check it. Uh, and at this point he's he's shucked his armor. Because he's probably taken like first sleep or whatever, but uh, after he sees that the other three are asleep, he kind of wanders off to the side, like out of the firelight, leans against a tree, and uh, you know he's got like his like hand on his forehead. You can tell he's kind of troubled, uh, and you know cinematically, Alder takes his hat off, sets it on the ground, and we see that underneath the hat, he's got like a blue bandana that he kind of keeps wrapped around his head. Uh, he undoes that as well, at which point we see that. Uh, his ears stick out uh, and we see that Alder's actually an elf uh, and you know but one of his ears has been chopped off almost in half like it's pretty mangled um, so I mean it might be why he kind of hides it or whatever uh, but he pulls out of his like bag a small little leather like rolled up pouch kind of deal in it is a small blade and like a red piece of like root and, uh, you know, he, he starts unbuttoning his shirt and uh, you see that he's got I mean, he's a fighter. He's got a lot of scars anyway, but on his chest, almost like ritually drawn in are 12 lines or 13 lines. Excuse me. Like, you know, we do the one, two, three, four, then draw one through the like, hash marks. Yeah, the hash marks. He's got 13 on his chest and, uh, you know, he, he puts his head in his hands and. He's doing it silently, but he appears to be just crying, like just racking sobs for precisely 30 seconds. And then at the end of the 30 seconds, he kind of like shakes it off. I mean, he, like, you know, it looks like his eyes are red, 
but he's done everything he could to be quiet about it and takes the razor and like rubs it in the red root and marks five more lines on his chest. I'm assuming one for each of the one for each of the kids. Uh, And that puts the total from 13 to 18. And like the root, like it, it acts as kind of like a, maybe not coagulant or not really healing, but you know, the, the cuts look like they're going to scar up similar to the other ones. And uh, eventually he just kind of like buttons everything up, puts his uh, bandana and hat back on and finishes his watch at the fire. And uh, I believe eventually you are relieved for watch. And once again, the night passes uneventfully, although I'm sure that um, your dreams are unpleasant. And uh, we'll begin again the next morning.